Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Welcome to Calvary Chapel. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 13 this morning and the birds. This is a good follow-up for if if you went to the women's retreat last week, it might be a good idea to to listen to or watch the last week's sermon on Battle Ready. It was about spiritual warfare, and this kind of follows that perfectly as we get back into the Gospel of Luke. And I have a foul phobia a little bit. I mean, it's not that I don't like birds. I, I love to like to listen to a metal arc. You know, it's, it brings back nostalgia from my my days at my grandpa's ranch. You know, he lived between Hagerman and Buell, and in that little valley there, and just to wake up in the morning and listen to the metal larks singing. It seems like they were every morning I was there, they were singing and just brings uh, good memories back. And then, and then to watch birds, you know, I love looking at a, a cool blue jay or, or a, a cardinal or something like that, you know, or hummingbirds are really fun to watch. You know, I love, I enjoy birds, but birds sometimes get where they're not supposed to be. And, and I don't want to touch a bird. I don't know about you, but I kind of have a it creeps me out, almost like, you know, touching a mouse or something like that. You know, they're dirty and nasty and whatever, you know. I mean, it's okay if it's domesticated or a chicken or something's not so bad, but, you know, a bird, like a wild bird, no thank you. Not not my thing. And then I, I, I think it's kind of creepy that, you know, birds fly around Walmart. Have you seen that? Like, you're in Walmart and there's, like, birds. And you're like, what in the world is going on in here? I was in the Munich airport and some lady was feeding a bunch of birds. They were all hopping around and she's feeding them. And I'm like, what is going on? You know, why are the birds in here? But nothing more creepy than when I was a kid. We had this, this uh, wood-burning stove, and for whatever reason, usually during the summer, spring, or fall, the, a bird would get into the pipe and go all the way down into the, into the stove. And he's flying around in there. And so, of course, what do you do? You have to open it up and let him out and try to get him out the door. And I remember my mom, like, she'd open up the front door, and then she'd like, okay, everybody, you know, wave your arms or whatever. And, and this bird go flying around the living room, and it was like, ah! You know, I just, I'm traumatized from that, you know. Birds shouldn't be in places they shouldn't be. And, and so we're going to be kind of seeing that in our text today. If you'll stand with me, Luke chapter 13 is where we find ourselves as we go through the Bible. And Luke records, verse 10 is where we left off. And so Luke records by the Holy Spirit. Now he, is talking about Jesus, was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity, 18 years, and was bent over and could not raise herself up. But then, or but when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight. And glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation, because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. And he said to the crowd, There are six days on which men ought to work. Therefore come and be healed on them, and not on the Sabbath day. The Lord then answered him and said, Hypocrite, 
Does not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or donkey from the stall and lead it away to water? So ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, who Satan has bound, think of it, for 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath. And when he had said these things, his adversaries were put to shame, and all the multitude rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. Then he said, what, what is the kingdom of God like? And what shall I compare it? It is like a mustard seed which a man took and put in his garden, and it grew and became a large tree, and the birds of the air nested in its branches. And again he said, To what shall I liken the kingdom of God? It is like leaven which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till it was all leavened. And Father, we come before you just laying this passage out before you and praying that you would just use it, Lord, in our lives, Lord, to further us, to strengthen us, to grow us, to heal us, Lord, to do the work that only your spirit-breathed word can do within our lives. And I pray, Father, that you would just give us ears to hear what it is that your spirit is speaking to us today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Traveling through the Gospel of Luke, we're seeing Jesus as he's, he's you know, going towards Jerusalem. And so he's kind of down in Judea. He's making his way to Jerusalem. Luke spends the lion's share of his Gospel on this section where he's making this, they call it the long journey to Jerusalem, and stopping in towns and going place to place. And his popularity is still pretty good amongst the people, but he, as he draws closer to Jerusalem, and he has more encounters like the one we're going to read today, and he, he calls people hypocrites and things like that, the, the less popular he becomes. And then, of course, as we've been going through the last couple chapters, chapter 12, chapter 13, they've been kind of intense. Jesus is becoming more and more intense as time goes on. And his popularity is dropping and dropping and dropping. And as his popularity drops, and the leaders of the synagogues and the Pharisees and the scribes and those who are in charge, those religious leaders, start to hate Jesus, it becomes less and less expedient for those who were following Jesus to continue to follow him. And, and really, it isn't because Jesus becomes less and less appealing. It's because they become more and more in danger of being canceled or kicked out of the synagogue. I guess is what they'd call it in those days. Today, we see you know, that happening around the world today. People are afraid to talk about what they really believe or to stand up for what they believe is right because they're fearful of being canceled or fired or, or maybe even arrested these days. And, and so... Jesus is, is now facing this interesting situation that we're looking at today, and, and this is probably one of the reasons why he becomes unpopular. And, and so we, we pick it up in verse 10 again. It says, now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath day. And what a, what a privilege it would be to have Jesus. I mean, could you imagine if Jesus was available and he was coming through town and he was going to stop at our church and teach on Sunday morning? I mean, it'll be like everybody would be there, right? And it'd be exciting. But, you know, it's Jesus. And so, you know, there's excitement about that. But then also, he's unpredictable, right? You don't know what Jesus is going to do on a Sabbath day, what's going to happen in that service. And, you know, there's been times where demons have screamed out and Jesus has cast out demons right in the middle of service. There's been times where he's claimed things that upset the leaders of the synagogue. He's talking about the, the scripture. And then he says, today this is fulfilled in your hearing. And people you know, try to kill him after that. I mean, it's, it's been a little sketchy for Jesus as he goes from place to place. And yet, probably very welcome 
as he's, they see these big crowds following him, and they want him to come and speak. And so he's probably invited. But this is actually, as we look at this, the last time that Jesus would ever teach in a synagogue in the, in the Gospels that the Gospels record. And probably because of things like this. And so we, we see here in verse 11, it says, And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bent over and could in no way raise herself up. Now, remember, our author of this gospel is Luke, and he is a physician. And so when we look at situations like this where somebody has some physical problem, Luke is always quick to point out and use the medical terms in his gospel of what was happening. And so basically what he's describing here is he talks about this woman being bent over, is that she was bent completely in half, that her head was down by her feet. And, and that's a, a very difficult situation to be in. Could you imagine getting from place to place like that? And she, she's bent over, and she cannot raise herself up. In fact, it insinuates that she's like this all the time, that even when she's in bed, she's laying in bed like that. She can't you know, straighten her body out at all. She's bent over. I, I saw a woman like this in India. It was really interesting. You know, she's kind of walking along the road and her, her body's all bent in half. It's just a strange thing to see when somebody's in this condition. In fact, yesterday I was, I was at Albertson's and I, you know, after studying this, you know, I was at Albertson's picking some things up and there was a woman who was coming toward me and she had her hands kind of on her hips and she was holding herself up. And I could tell, you know, if she didn't hold herself up, she was going to, you know, bend farther forward. I thought, wow, that's, that's really interesting. It's, it's, it's a, a horrible place, a horrible condition to be. I can't imagine what life would be like that in this type of condition. But, but first, Luke tells us that she had, and this is where it gets weird, she had a spirit of infirmity. Now, it's interesting because she's not demon-possessed. There's, there's no interaction. No, Jesus isn't casting a demon out of her. But she is somehow, as Jesus would describe it later, bound by Satan. And apparently, you know, because we know that, that everything, nothing goes without God's notice and that there isn't a bird that falls, as, as Jesus said just a few chapters ago, that doesn't fall without his notice. And how much more does God care about you his children, this means that God allowed a demon to bind her with this infirmity. That's interesting. What is that supposed to mean? And what does that mean in terms of just daily life for us, you know, when it comes to demons binding people with some kind of weird infirmity? Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.